Blog Talk Radio. I never thought mm-hmm. that would happen in a million gazillion years. 
I mean, I know there was a controversial football foul that was called on her on match points, mm-hmm. one of the match points, and everything else. And it just seemed like I don't know if she mentally became a part after that. I don't know if she had thoughts of like the the the, the 2018 U.S. Open where the ump just really took that match away from her. I I don't know what was going on with her from that point going forward. But give me your thoughts on this because it was just it's just weird, just really weird. Right. I'm just still stunned that she's out the tournament. So, it's history lesson time. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm sitting down. We got we to gotta go back. We got to go way back. We got to go back to 2004, okay? okay? The 2004 U.S. Open, Serena Williams, Jennifer Capriati. This mm. is the reason, this match is the reason that tennis has electronic line calling. They call it Hawkeye. This is their instant replay system. This whole system was implemented because at that U.S. Open 2004, Jennifer Capriati, Serena Williams match, the chair umpire, who is the say-all, be-all of everything that happens on court, was Mm -hmm. fucking Serena over left and right. Her shots were clearly Mm. in. Her serves were clearly unreturnable. And the chair umpire is calling them out and giving Capriati the points, and she stole that match from Serena. All right? So that's that's history lesson number one. History lesson number two, 2009 U.S. Open. The foot fault heard around the world. She's playing Kim Kleisters. She serves. There's a fault. Her second serve, she gets called for a foot fault. We learned back in 2009 from every corner of the world, every tennis pundit, every former pro, current pro, listen, rules are rules. Did the line judge do her job by calling the football? Yes, she did. But in every sport, across every platform, there are always unspoken rules. You agree with me there? Yep, I do. I do. Okay. I think I know where you're going with it, but I do. You never, ever, ever call a foot fault in a deciding moment of a match. You don't do it. The only time that would ever be acceptable to call a foot fault at the time that Shino did in that 2009 U.S. Open match with Kleisters would have been if Serena literally fell into the court and, and you didn't, you couldn't look away. Like, <laughs> there was no right. way not to call it. That That should have never happened. So that that turned into the I'm going to shove this fucking ball down your throat and the $81,000 in fines. That was 2009. Mm. 2011, U.S. Open final with Sam Stozer, Serena Williams. Serena's down. Sam Stozer played a phenomenal match. She probably would have won anyways. I mean, she did win, but even without any controversy, she probably would have won. Um, However, she Serena was down, she was out, and then she hit this screaming winner. And she yelled, come on. And the line judge called a hindrance. In tennis, a hindrance means Are you serious? that you have – Yes, I am serious. So in the – and because of that, the point was awarded to Sam Stozer, okay? And that was another turning – that was an important moment. It was – the momentum was shifting – so she called a hindrance, and what that actually means is the the person who hit the ball, the 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 opponent, one way or the other, 
made some sort mm-hmm. of noise or did something that's going to disrupt play. Believe me when I tell you, Sam Stozer wasn't returning that ball. Everybody knew it. But the line ju- or the chair umpire decided, you know what, you let out your, your rally cry a little bit too early, so I'm going to penalize you for it. So Serena lost the point and in turn lost the match. That was 2011. Then, of course, we have the one that's most fresh in everybody's mind in 2018 U.S. Open at uh, with Naomi Osaka when yes. she was given the um, – yes, when, when she actually was penalized it and it cost her a game. Okay. So all of that being said, when Serena Williams is on the biggest stage of a tennis player's career – Something always happens. Something just always happens, right? And if things continually, ha- and now, granted, 2004, 2009, 2011, 2018 all happen at the U.S. Open. We're in Australia. She's usually pretty safe outside of America, as fucked up as that is. <laughs> and that's She's sad. not loved to <laughs> No, this is it sad is. to say it's that. It's sad, but it is what it is. So here we are last night, full disclosure, I didn't watch it. I went to bed. Um, mm-hmm. I, I knew that I knew that <laughs> I knew that she lost because I had seen the score and you know whatever. Um, but I knew that something wasn't right when I heard that she was up five one in the third set, she had match points, and she lost. I'm like, okay, what happened? Something happened. Serena Williams doesn't blow a 5-1 lead, especially not against right. Pushkova. Now, Pushkova's no slouch. Pushkova has beaten her on a big stage before at the U.S. Open. She's a great player. Right. However, Serena dropped the first set. She, she fought back, and she was running away with the entire match, and then she loses. So, you know, I'm like, all right, somebody tell me what happened. And then I hear she had match point. I'm like, what What happened? Well, she gets a foot fault on match point. Mm-hmm. Tell me that wasn't a trigger. So she gets called the foot fault. Nothing happened other than she got called a foot fault. But, again, remember, we learned back in uh, 2009, you don't call a foot fault on match point. You just don't do it. Right. But whatever, um, it happened, and my guess is that was a trigger of here we fucking go again, and after that, she twisted her ankle, which was probably due to a lapse in concentration. You know, you do stupid shit when you're not focused, right? So right. she twisted her ankle. She did not call the trainer <clears throat> for an injury timeout, which is not unusual that's typical Serena. She did not acknowledge the injury during press. Also typical Serena. She probably won't talk about it unless she can't play the next five tournaments or something because she screwed her ankle up. But, I mean, in a nutshell, she has repeatedly been um, – I, I mean, it just sounds so generic to say treated unfairly, but that really is what's happened over and over and over again when she should be um she should be celebrated instead of being continuously yeah. knocked down over some bullshit because I've said it here before, I've said it on my show. 
the things that happen to her do not happen to other players in general, and they sure as hell don't happen to men ever, 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 mm-hmm. never. So right, I don't know. I, yeah, that, I that's that. what I got for yeah, you. I was, I, I was going to go back to the first one. It's hard. It's hard. I mean, I do remember bits and pieces about that. I was following tennis quite casually back then. That was after the quote-unquote golden age of American tennis, you know, with uh, uh, mm-hmm. Agassi and, and all those cats, uh, Sampras. Mm-hmm. But it's hard. I mean, I'm thinking in my head. I mean, trying to extrapolate to other sports where you have an umpire, a ref, or official who, who, who seemingly normally screws another team out of points. And that stuff, you mm-hmm. know, going back to like, I guess that match against Chimpa Capriati, were the shots, I mean, from real recollection, were the shots blatantly wrong? Or were the calls just blatant? Oh, yeah. Was it like 50 oh, 50? Oh, absolutely. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Everybody knew it. And Serena knew it. Serena called her out on it while it was happening. The, the commentators on TV were going, What is happening here? Like, it was plain as day. But in a situation so like that, fallout? especially at that, there was no there was no fallout because at that time tennis didn't have an instant replay system. If the if the right. person sitting in that chair said the ball is in, the ball is out, they have the final say. So the the fallout, if that's what we want to call it, is that the the next year is when they started rolling out Hawkeye. Uh, they tested it out a few places, and then by uh, 2006, I guess it was, it was pretty much everywhere. The only place that it's not used is on clay because it's not needed. Um, when you're playing clay court tennis, every time the ball hits the ground, it leaves a mark every single time. So if there's a controversial call, um, the chair will just come down and look at the mark. There is, um, you know, you'll have your instances, but they're very far and few between where the chair is looking at the wrong mark or the player is looking at the wrong mark, and they'll argue over which mark it is. But for the, it, And there's also some science that says that the technology wouldn't work on clay because of the way the ball hits the surface and whatnot. But, you know, Serena got – Screwed in 2004 and, and tennis benefited as a whole because of her, you know, but right. there was there was no punishment. There was no repercussions. She got an apology from someone somewhere. But what is that? Someone somewhere. Yeah. It's one of those she thinks, right? Right. <laughs> wow, that's just right. crazy. That's, that's fucking crazy. I, I, can't, I still can't believe that it really happened. Um, but uh, this, like from one surprise to another, was speaking of of, I, of icons getting out of tournament early. What's up with your boy Federer? What is he? Did he lose? Was it the third round? Or was it the fourth round? Um, fourth round. He dude. lost to a young Greek player, twenty-year-old Stefano, uh, or Stefano Sissipas is his name. Um, mm-hmm. it's okay. I mean, listen. Federer is old. <laughs> right. Still great, though, but older nonetheless. Right. No, he's old. He's he's 37 years old. He absolutely oh, should right. lose to every 20-year-old that he plays, but he doesn't because he's that good or 
the rest of the field is that bad. I'm split on that. I think it's a little bit of both. Um, but, you know, it's, it's okay. Both. Yeah, it's okay. You know, he, I mean, this is this is what it looks like. Huh? He's running the Federer, though. Right. Listen, Federer is his icon. He is the one that mm-hmm. Sissy Poss grew up, you know, idolizing him, and that was the player I want to be like. And you know, good for him that he got his uh, he got his moment. And he's he's been slowly working his way in there. So I'm not surprised. I didn't expect it. I figured that Federer was in pretty good form. And when he's in good form, I expect him to win against anyone because he is that good. Um, I Listen, I'm not great at the Australian Open. I'm sleeping, okay? I didn't see it. Again, full disclosure, I didn't see it. <laughs> Get this <laughs> I cannot get up at four o'clock in the morning and watch tennis and go to work. Like, <laughs> I, I can't do that. <laughs> oh, and I'm funny. I'm I'm such a brat. Like I refuse to watch it later after it's over ha- happened. Like why would I DVR it when I know the result? I can't do it. So yeah, so right. no, I just I don't watch those matches. But um. I mean, it's it's okay. I think I think we would really need to be asking more questions if if he defended his title for a third time in a row. I mean, he was the two time defending champion, the man that was never supposed to win another major, went into this mm-hmm. tournament having won it the last two times. So it's all right. And um, you know, he, he took an early exit, and I guess um, in turn he has decided that he's going to play Roland Garros this year. So we'll see how that goes. I think Good. that Federer yeah. is on his way out. He's on his way out. Yeah. He has been talking about retirement. He doesn't do that. And he hasn't played clay in two years, and now he's going to. I think this is probably the beginning of his swan song. Mm. Wow. And the icon that's will surely be missed for sure, even by this hater. So. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's weird, well, it's just going to miss open. some ticket scales. <laughs> well, that's true, too. But, I mean, it's been a surprising U.S. Open, sis. I mean, with Serena beat Boone the way she did, Federer bowing out of the tournament as early as he did, you got two, like, American newcomers. Well, not necessarily newcomers, but they're pretty, they're pretty new to the mainstream because of how well they've done it done in the tournament. One is Francis Tiafoe, even new. though he lost in, in, in the uh, quarterfinals. And the other one is Danielle, Danielle Collins, who's in the semifinals. just I think, she came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. She plays tonight in the yeah. semifinals. She had never won a right. Grand Slam match before in her life before this one, so good on her. She seems a little crazy, mm-hmm. but, hey, I'm here for it. I'm yeah. sure, Rob. She's like, come on. <laughs> come on. Yeah. Come on. I like it. Who is this lady? But people are uh, like, yeah, I know. on Listen, social media. I don't know what's up with that. I don't know who the hell she is. <laughs> I don't have a clue. <laughs> I do not know who she is. When I saw her, and I, I see these clips, and they're like, she's screaming, come on. And I think it was Kerber that she beat. Um, I was like, who is that? I didn't even know she was American. I, I don't know who she is. I do not pay much attention to the lower-level tours. So, yeah, good for her. Apparently, she's her like, 
Yeah, what? I was going to say, she, she's a, apparently she's a, she's a University of Virginia grad. She played college. Like, she never came up in the academy. She picked up tennis a little bit later in maybe high school. Okay. And she ended up, right. she went to UVA on a, on a tennis scholarship. So, and started, started like, she, she originally went to school for business, right? I think she has a master's degree in business. But she just started, she just decided she wanted to just pursue her dream of being a tennis player. And good for her. 26 years old. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, maybe it's not too late for me after all. There you go. <laughs> <The> old ass. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep your black eye home. <laughs> uh, I think you're right. I think you are right. <laughs> Speaking of black behinds, how about Francis? First of all, I, I, I mean, he's one of the very few brothers. I know whose name is Francis, but that's just me. With, with, a, with an Listen, ESL ain't nobody, uh, <laughs> you don't know any black boys named Francis. Come on. <laughs> Not a one. Yeah, I'm going to try to do I, that. I don't know. Hey, hey, it is what it is. I, mm-hmm. I am a fan. I have been um, watching his career for a long time. A long, long time. Um, uh-huh. He's young. I mean, he just turned 21. So I have a lot of criticisms of his game, and I think that um, I forget that he's so young. So the things that frustrate me about him I think will um, improve with time. You know, tennis players start getting recognized at a very early age, and when you have something special, your name gets out there at a very, very young age, and you – in turn, forget how young they are, and you expect more of them. He traditionally, you know, he is mentally weak. That's kind of something that he's known for. It's something that he's got to work on. But, again, that will come with time. You know, he's got to get those big match wins. He's got to have belief in himself that he belongs on that big stage. I think this tournament is going to do wonders for his ego, um, to say, he seems yeah. to be a sure. genuinely nice person. So, you know, I mean, I mean, it's, you know what? It is really fun to think that there is an American man to cheer for who's not a Trump supporter. This is great. <laughs> How did his ass do? Uh, what's his face? The tall. John is there? He's like. Yeah. He lost like early. He he lost way early, first round early. Um, gosh, who did he lose? Oh, I'm not going to tell you lies. I don't know who he lost to. Um, did he lose to TFO? No, he lost to another American, Riley uh, Opalka, another young American. But yeah, he lost. Mm-hmm. Um, he lost in the first round. So, you know, as long as he looks this way, I'm not a fan. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. So, okay. All the so, Magma so, men so, are so, out. So, so basically, so uh, just one last thought about, uh, like, on this cat before we move on to the final spot of, of the segment. Um, so you say he was mentally weak, he being Tiafo. So basically, he's ranked 39th in the world. I suppose I, I suspect he will be in the top 25 when the next rankings come out. So, um, 
I, I, I look at him almost the same way, almost, almost as I did Sloan Stevens. So as far as a guy who I think should, his career should be going up on up and up on the career, uh, I don't know if I would put him now. there. Mm, okay. I don't know if I would put him there. Listen, Sloan Stevens has some weapons, right? TFO mm-hmm. really doesn't have a weapon. He really doesn't. He has a very good all-around game, but he doesn't have a kill shot. Not yet. Not going to say he doesn't isn't going to get one. But his his biggest thing right now is that many times he will be in a winning situation and get have a couple bad misses and it just totally changes his attitude and he goes away and he just gets a beat down. And that I, I kind of expected that to happen. I mean, especially with um, Dimitrov when he was up in the second round, or the was it the round of yeah sixteen? Um, he won the first two sets, um, but then he dropped yeah. the sec the third one, and he took a pretty good ass whooping in that tie break. Things like that usually mean eh, he's out of here. He's he's lost focus, and he's not going to win another game. That seems to be his what he does when he fucks up. But he mm. pulled it off. I mean, I was genuinely surprised that he won. So, that's, that's I, I mean, cool. I hope – I didn't think he was going to trouble Rafa. I mean, Rafa has, right. you know he, – he's come out to the open, you know, looking like freaking Hawk, but he pulled out of a tournament right before the Australian Open with a torn leg muscle. So he's been well, back to the magical school of witchcraft and wizardry, getting fixed up again, <laughs> ready to roll. You know, because I don't know. One day your muscles torn and you can't play, and the next day you're you're good to go. How's that work, Scott? Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's my guy. You know he. You, you know he's still my guy. Um, so I'm pretty excited for him. Uh, but speaking of which. Speaking of which, who you got going for the favorites? I mean, I know that uh, you know Djokovic left. I think his his opponent like uh, quit, uh, you know, like, like retired, and, um, and so so you basically have it comes down to the winner of of, of Nadal or some other dude. And, and on the women's side, pretty much is Naomi Osaka, um, and um, yeah, Petro. Uh, I can't pronounce my her last name in my life. Kavinova. Yeah, Kavinova. Yeah, and Carolina Web uh, Sliskova and the newcomer Danielle Collins. So, who do you have? <coughs> who do you have on the men's side and the women's side, right quick? So I don't trust Djokovic um, right now. So I'm hmm. going to have to go with Rafa. Um, God help us if there is another Rafa Nadal and. Novak Djokovic final because them are long and grueling and boring. It's like this. It's like Groundhog Day. We've seen this match so many times. Um, Doesn't Novak kind of own him? I wouldn't say own, but he 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 is a head in the head to head. But you just never can tell with them too. And like I said, I'm not trusting Novak right now. He's he's still going through some things mentally. So we'll see. Um, and, you know, his next opponent, Luca Pui, the Frenchman, he's no slouch. And when he's hot, he's hot. And he's gotten this far, so he's playing well. So mm-hmm. I I wouldn't be surprised. I don't expect him to win it, 
but I would not be shocked if he won. So we'll say mm. that. Um, as far as the, I, you know what, I had Nick Curios to win the whole thing. I thought, it's time, dude. Just do it. Yeah, yeah. he lost in round one. I don't know how reliable I am anymore. So <laughs> I don't know who's going to win. <laughs> uh, for the women, I had Serena to win it all. Um, she clearly is not going to. I don't know that Naomi Osaka will back it up. She is playing really, really well. I have seen her play. She's playing great. She looks good. She's moving well. She's hitting a really clean ball. Petra Kvitova, watch out. Um, Petra generally doesn't do well in the heat. She's known to have asthma issues, um, but she is playing really, really well. I know that she's been training differently. She looks really thin, but she talks about working out with weights. She's thinner than she's been in a really, really long time. But um, Petra, I mean, she's a former Grand Slam champion, so no surprises there if she wins. She usually does better on grass. That's where she's won in the past. But, uh, yeah, Yeah. I I think Naomi or Petra wins this. Collins, um, hey, if she can do it, I hope she screams her little head off all the way back to America. (laughs) Come on! (laughs) Come on! I hope she wins. I hope she wins the semifinals. I want to see her asses grunt and grind, <laughs> scream her way through the match. I want to see her so bad. I've seen YouTube <laughs> clips. I've seen ESPN clips. But man, she cracks me up. But she 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 looks like that 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 she can kick some ass in the back alley. That's a big girl. She just knows she's no twist. She she looks like she can kick my huh? ass. I mean, she's in good shape. She's I mean, she goes broad shoulders and shit. She's kicking yeah. your ass. She's I kicking mean, my I'm ass old, too. I mean. Listen, we'll team up. We can if we team up, we can take her. There you go. I'll tag <laughs> you in. <laughs> Come on. <Yeah>. Come on. <laughs> right. Come on now. You know, I, I grew up with a guy I used to go to church with. He he like he was a white dude from like rural Thomasville, North Carolina. That was his thing, like, come on now, we playing basketball. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> you know, the court yelling at my man Brian Williams. <laughs> no, Robert Williams. I'm sorry, Robert Williams is his name. But anyway, all right, man. Well, let me ask you a quick question. Uh, this is normally the end of your segment, right? I was going to get into the football, but my but my homies are able to join me. So have you been paying attention to the NFL? If not, if so, we we could talk a little about the uh, conference championship games and Tom Brady, if you like. I mean, I've watched it. I've probably watched more football than I've watched um, tennis lately. Well, all right. Well, let's get to it. I here. like that. Um, so, uh, um, so Ram Saints. Okay, did that blow the call blown around the world? Was that the sole reason why the Saints lost, or did they just not shouldn't allow that moment to happen? What from Listen, your point of view? That was messy as fuck. <laughs> it was just messy. I am not even kidding you. When I saw that they lost, I just laughed. I laughed. My husband walked in. He was like, what? I was like, I can't. I can't. <laughs> it shouldn't have happened. It should have never happened. I don't know. Did they, like, did they get comfortable? I don't I don't know. Well, here's what I think, sis. I, I think that the Saints lose some chances early in the game. You know, it's like the saying goes, you may not 
win the game in the first quarter because it's your church, church, but 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 you sure as hell can lose in the first quarter. They were up thirteen nothing, but that's not the story. The story right. was the Saints had ample opportunities to make this game and ask kick it early, and they didn't do it. Right. They they had the ball inside the ten yard line of the second possession where they kicked a twenty nine yard field goal when they had just four but that was when they got the turnover. And yeah. I could have sworn everybody in the world could have sworn they were about to go up ten nothing on the Rams. And who the hell knows if they if what how the game will turn they would I mean it's different being down six nothing than down ten nothing early on the road. In right. The NFC cha- in the conference championship game. But nevertheless the Saints blew opportunity. And they just let the Rams hang around too long, and it was they were eventually going to catch fire, and that's what they what happened in the second quarter and third <laughs> quarter. They're going back and forth, and you know, <laughs> one thing led to another. And when Sue got his head blocked, blown off, and no pass interference call on top of that, no help to help it either. I'm like, well, damn. I think they borrowed like chair umpires from the U.S. Open. <laughs> They <laughs> stuck them in, in football ref jerseys. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I kid you not. I just laughed when that game was over. I was like, "You got to be fucking kidding me!" I can't believe that just happened. Mm-hmm. It was fun though. It was fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I wasn't. It's nice to watch. It's nice to watch stuff when you're not emotionally invested. Yeah, I know, right? I just don't give a damn. But me, I'm a. You know, I'm a Steelers fan. I have no sympathy for the Saints because we played them late in the season. They had two. We had two phantom pass interference calls that led to 14 of their points. We ended up losing by four, and that eventually kept us through it by three, rather, and that kept us out of the playoffs. So I have no sympathy. Ha ha he he. That's what you guys get. Um, so tell but, me what you think. Do you think it was a no call? Do you think it was? Oh, that was a terrible call. That was pass interference. That was helmet to helmet contact. That was fifteen. That was that was calling for a fifteen yard penalty. They just blew it. Then you have one guy right behind the two cats, right, and then another dude in the end zone. Someone should have saw that shit. I know it's game game, but if I if I could look at it and say, yeah, I mean, if I looked at it and said, what the fuck is the call? Then I know they seen it. Those guys who get paid to make such calls for a living, I know they had to see it. Is to see Sean Payton <laughs> running up and down the sidelines, let him to beat the hell out of somebody. That that's that's crazy. You know, there was a funny meme that was that 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 that's come out that said the hood know who won the game. <laughs> so, Sean Payton said the hood the hood knows who won. But it's funny stuff, guys. I think this. Look again. I I, I don't think that. That one call decided. I I didn't think I thought that the call definitely didn't help the Saints' chances, but still, um, you know I I, 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 just, I just think that um, yeah I mean they 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 had chances, <laughs> but they didn't do it. It, it was it but was the they, icing they on the it. messy cake. Right. So that is it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, but let's go quite quick to the fucking Patriots, man. They did it to me again. <laughs> Why they got to be the fucking They did Patriots. it to America again. <laughs> I hate the Patriots. I, I can't stand I the this. Patriots. I, 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 I just, you know, they're, Tell me they're our generations because they remind me too much of the San Francisco 49ers of the 80s. Remember they got everything uh, their way? 
Joe Montana was the pretty boy quarterback. Guess who's the pretty boy quarterback in this case? Tom Brady. Tom Ass Brady. Is he like, is oh, Tom pretty. Ass. You know he's Tom pretty, is... right? Oh, uh, he's pretty all right. He's pretty ugly. Uh, <laughs> he's not, though. I don't think he's. No, no, he's not. I know he's a good-looking guy. I get it. But I can't stand the fact he was married to a supermodel who is gorgeous. He's getting all the calls his way. You breathe on him or even pass gas around him in the pocket, they're going to call Ruffin the pastor. That slap on the shoulder by a dude from Kansas City Chiefs, they call a fucking, like, like a, a, a rough in the pass penalty? Are you kidding me? That was on the third down. That on the on the drive the day we took the lead, the pages we took the lead. Are you kidding me? Um, <laughs> it, it, I'm just I'm I'm mad. Look, I, the, every t- I mean the pay, they're, they're the cheat they cheat. There's a reason why I call Bill Belichick Bill Belichick. Oh shit! Here you go. They cheat. Yes, they cheat. Five game happened. Okay. And I know what happened. As much. Huh? I said, I know it happened. I don't know that yeah. it happens all the time. Come on. Well, let's see. They taped the St. Louis. Well, back when the Rams were in St. Louis, they taped their, their walkthrough. They allegedly taped the Panthers' walkthrough. So when they were in the Super Bowl against them. All I have to say is I'm just t- sick and tired. But you know what? Hey, I got to <laughs> get the Patriots the process would have ran on them earlier the week. I gave them their props. They are the best dynasty in all sports. I had I hate to admit it. I've been resisting saying so for a long time, but they're the greatest dynasty in sports. They're in the Super Bowl for the ninth time in 19 years. That's, That's almost a 50% clip. Yes. You know what my favorite part was? I'm going to tell that? you what my favorite part was. It was, it was the oh. beginning of overtime when they were doing the coin toss and the Patriots won the toss. I don't even remember who was out there. But that fucking meathead, he was like, who was the ball? <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? Like, do you know how to talk in a normal voice? He's like, who was the ball? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was like some schoolyard shit. <laughs> you know, you're going to have Daniel Collins ass come out the children out there. Come on now. Let's go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so, I was like, what was that, right? You know what? But there was a moment. There was a moment. I thought, oh, my gosh, we're not going to have New England in the Super Bowl. This is feeling kind of weird but exciting. And I then I thought, nah, it, it ain't going to happen. Listen, just take a moment. You don't have to stand them. Just take a moment and say, hey, I'm witnessing history right now and just suck it in and appreciate the moment, all right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I appreciate the greatness. I know. I appreciate the greatness. I'm never going to see this run like this again. This is an era of parody in the NFL. This shit is not supposed to happen. But it did. And <laughs> it's it's at a 50% clip. The Brady's in it again. Um, you know that you know that's the thing, but uh, Brady's a goat, and there I said it. I feel sick now. You did. You know what? I feel Say very it again. Sick. I want everybody to hear. No, I'm not saying it again. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying I'm black and I'm proud. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Fine. <laughs> oh boy. Well, okay, sis. I appreciate this. Thank you for do talking. Not only tennis, but some football. I needed to laugh at the last weekend. I really needed to laugh. So, uh, Listen, I'm glad I could you. be of service. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, sis. 
All right. Good night. Hey, hey, hey uh, one more thing. When is your show again? Oh, wait, anyway, she dropped off. Anyway, that was <laughs> Janina Reed, my homegirl from Real Tennis Fans Podcast. Check her out on YouTube, please. Just do a search. I, I, I screwed up on the on the plug in her show thing, but just just do a search on YouTube. You'll find them. I mean, you get the, all the information that you need as far as when the show takes place and everything else. So I'm going to get out right quick on the, on the uh, 2019 class of the national of the baseball hall of fame. You know, we, I mean, it gave us a first, you know, Mario Rivera, we all knew that he was going to be in it, but we didn't know that he was going to be a hundred percent, like uh unanimous first ballot, which is great. Which led me to think was maybe to think, led me to think why the hell hasn't we had more unanimous first time, first ballots. Like remember King Griffith Jr. last season where some, Jughead just left him off his ballot for some reason. I just, this is the baseball is just, just silly to me. But, but anyway, it's good to see that they got it right, get it, got their heads out of asses with regards to uh, Mo Rivera, the greatest closer of all time with 652 saves, 19 seasons, all with the, all, all with my beloved New York Yankees, and helped them also win five World Series titles. One of the greatest Yankees of all time. He and Jeter are the greatest Yankees of all time. Don't at me. Um, anyway, the others were like uh, Hector, Hector Mar- uh, Martinez, which is I thought was deserving even as a DH. Rory Halladay, God rest his soul, the plane crash. He was a great player. And, but uh, and Mike Mussina, which I like him. He's a former Yankee and an Oriole. But I got some I got some questions about him. But let's just start with Martinez. I mean, he. Like he like like he 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 finished his career by the three twelve, which is pretty damn good. And three hundred nine home runs, eh, it's, it's okay. I mean, baseball is a number sport, right? But I mean, he was an icon in Seattle. He arguably helped save the franchise in Seattle. There's a write up, nice little write up in ESPN.com about that. Um, but you know, the thing is, is that what I guess the the analytics nerds say that he is just one of six players began their careers after World War II and retired with 300 batting average, 400 on-base percentage, and 500 slugger percentage. Pretty damn good, if you ask me. Holiday, he finished 203 and 105, had a career ERA of 3.38. He played with the Blue Jays and the Phillies. He was one of one of few, if not the only one, who finished with no one with two side youngs, but one in each league. And, you know, which you, you don't really see it happen all that often. Um, you know, he, you know, he, like, like, like he tossed a no hitter for the Phillies and the playoffs against the, the Reds in 2010. And, you know, he was doable. I mean, he do 361 complete games from 2003 to 2011. He, he was a, he, he was a workhorse. I mean, again, he wasn't flashy. I mean, his career. I mean, I don't want to say he won only 203 games, but he won only 203 games. So, I mean, I think this this induction was a nod to his death, unfortunately, and which I, I, mean, I don't know if Holiday's a real Hall of Fame player, so to speak. I thought he was a very good player. I thought he was a damn good player. I didn't know he was Hall of Fame player, but that's just me. But with Mussina, speaking of which, you know, Again, Mercedes is a Yankee guy. I like Yankee guys. Um, but the thing is, is that 
I mean, he compiled. He had two two hundred seventy wins, had a three point six eight ERA, eh, twenty over twenty eight hundred strikeouts. So okay, but it's not a bench ball. No, there's a bench ball numbers. Then went over three hundred games. Didn't have under three ERA, and he didn't have over three thousand strikeouts. Sure, he was a five time All Star. He earned seven Gold Gloves, which is known for more of his defense than anything. But he did never won a Cy Young Award. So. And, and I think this was Mercedes last year on the ballot as far as before he went to the uh, Veterans Committee. But still, I'm like, I mean, you, I mean, I, I just don't know. I just don't know. But one last thing I have to say about this is if you look at the rest of the ballot, two names, two big names that are still not in for some reason, Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, had – had 59.5% and 59.1% of the vote, respectively. And with the Baseball Hall of Fame, you got to have at least 75% of the votes to get in. So I say this every year. I'm going to say it again. A Hall of Fame without Barry, uh, without Roger Clemens is one thing. A Hall of Fame without Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds is just ridiculous. I mean, those two guys, whether you like them or not, they was greatness. I mean, Roger Clemens before the Les Thurier use was a stud for Boston, pitcher for Boston, and Barry Bonds. I mean, people forget about the Pittsburgh years and like Barry Bonds' career. Yeah, he, he was just, he was like skinny. I mean, hell, he was younger, but he was a true five-tool player. Could, could could do it all. They steal bases, hit for average, and you know he's a decent fielder, and he and, and he hits home runs. He hits for, he hits for power. Even with this first part of the first half of the state of San Francisco, he was doing this. I mean, he was a he was a 30, 30, 40, 40 player, 30, 30 home runs, 40, 30 stolen bases, same with the 40s. And to see him, him being kept out of Hall of Fame, I mean, look, I know he's in the ledge, he's a steroid user, I know, but he never tested positive, nor did, not in the Roger Clemens, is what I understand. And I just I just don't understand why those two cats are in the Hall of Fame. You can't re, you can't tell the story of baseball without Roger Clemens, and you sure as hell can't do it about Barry Bonds. And the sad part is I don't see it changing anytime soon. And the man to come down to the Veterans Committee to let those two guys in, and that's just criminal. I mean, you got to have I mean the guys they put in. I mean, people argue over. Halliday's and Martinez's uh, candidacy, even though Martinez was more of a sure thing, but to have Mike Mussina, again, no disrespect to Mussina, he's a former Yankee as well as a former Oriole, but to have a man before Clemens and Barry Bonds, are you kidding me? That's just that's just totally, totally wrong. But I don't know if, 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 if the Baseball Riders Association get their heads out of their ass and get their shit together. I don't know if they're going to stop holding – That'll get her old Barry Bonds be the bad guy against them. Look, I mean, the, the, the last I checked, the Hall of Fame is, is, doesn't have all choir boys. I mean, there's one cat named Ty Cobb that's in the Hall of Fame. So, I mean, hell, if you're going to keep bad guys out, take his ass out. But, again, you can't deny Barry Bonds over 700 home runs, a whole time home run king. And, again, yeah, I know he was on the roads allegedly, but – the cream of the clear, but he never tested positive again. And still, you, it doesn't help you put the bat on the ball. 
It may help you drive a little bit further, but you got to hit the ball. And Barry Bonds was one of the, probably arguably the best hitter of all time. So you can't take that away from him. And, and Roger Clemens is one of the better pitchers of all time, too. So the, the writers need to stop tripping and get the asses in the Hall of Fame because it's, it's, just, it's just wrong. It's just, it's just totally wrong whether you like the guys or not. Anyway, thank you all for tuning in to the, to the, to the Clown Out Podcast. It's your boy, Scott Burks. About to sign off and give you a good old six. Good night and have a good weekend.